Hello there and welcome to another interesting edition of Sports Africana, where we discuss um, everything that's got to do with uh, sports, particularly from an African angle. My name is Oba Adiola Amokomo, and you're welcome as we bring you another interesting edition. Remember, you can always listen to our podcast on all the various podcast directories, um, such as Deezer, um, Apple, um, Google Podcast, Spotify, and many more. All you just need to do is type in Spot Africana. And we are on all the social media platform, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Okay. Um, today promises to be exciting. And um, we are looking to review the Nigerian players um, in Europe um, this season. Um, the season has kicked off and we begin to see um, some very, very promising Nigerian players who are excelling uh, with their various clubs from England to France to Belgium to Portugal to even Turkey to um, think about the, the, any country across Europe, um, the Scandinavian, and um, they're already applying their trade already and they're doing very well. And even across the various European competition from um, the Champions League to the Europa League to the newly Europa Conference League. So um, we're going to be talking about Nigeria. And to do that with me today is the Nigerian football players expert. <laughs> Nigerian football 360 all year round. Yeah. I, I dare say is arrogantly proud to be a Nigerian um of um, Nigerian football players um, advocate. He basically, what he's doing is to ensure, to bring to knowledge, to bring to light the Nigerians that are playing there. I remember the last time um, I was watching, um, I think it was African Cup of Nations 2019, and my dad was in England, and we we're watching the quarterfinals. And he said something, and that got me worried. He said, ah, I mean, he said in my local language that, I don't even recognize some of the, the players um, anymore. You know, um, obviously, uh, the, we, the, there was the eras of the Jejo coaches, Amunikes, um, and from after that era, um, generally, uh, Nigerian football players tend not to be known. The only time Nigerians get to hear about Nigerian football, particularly the non um, football followers is at the World Cup and they are wondering who is Truce Ekong. I remember a friend of mine typing on Facebook, who is William Truce Ekong? You know, so and that's what we're trying to do and that's what um, my, my my big brother ten, is trying to do as well too, by bringing to light the Nigerian players uh, who are excelling in Europe and trust me, there are quite a number of them and it's just a matter of time Nigerian football players become a brand again, whereby you don't even need to follow football. If you ask an average lady who doesn't follow football, do you know Cristiano Ronaldo? They probably do. Lionel Messi, even though they don't follow football. But just mention a Nigerian player and they will have to, uh, they will tell you, oh, I know I'm more catchy and whatever, but come on, that's a long time ago. And to do the talking with me today is uh, Dafe Otite of Nigerian football, Tracy It's wonderful to have you again. Yeah, thank you very much for inviting me back. And before we even go any further, let's just say happy independence to, yes. to our country. You can see no it's already representing. Yeah, no matter what's good, bad, we hear about the bad, we don't hear enough about the good. Um, Nigeria, we own. 
Yeah. And again, like you said, this my my um, Facebook group, my Twitter handle, my Instagram is all about bringing the good that our Nigerian players do to public knowledge. Because like you said, if um, you ask the average person on the street, who is Messi, they will, they will be able to tell you. But even our biggest star, um, Victor or Simon, if you ask the average person on the street, who is Victor or Simon, half of them will probably say who. And um, so this, this is about bringing their names, bringing their performances to public attention so that the typical Nigerian follower knows exactly who is doing what and who is in the team. And like you said, going back to the World Cup 2018, I think when they brought on um, Simeon Wankwo, I was looking at him and I was thinking, where does this, where does this guy play? This is a national player um, that was not familiar to me. And that was when I decided, you know what, I'm going to go in and start investigating where our players are playing, what they're doing and how well they're doing. Of course, if they have a calamity as well on, on the pitch, we'll, we'll bring that to the fore. But my typical um, viewpoint is bring forward the good they're doing. Also mention the bits that the news forgets. So for example, maybe everybody is reporting one thing and then there's something important that happens somewhere else that sort of gets overlooked. I bring that to the attention as well. And of course, with, with football, there, there are wins, there are losses. If somebody has a particularly terrible game, I'll, I'll mention it as well. But my viewpoint is to look at the positives. Talking about the positives, um, we, they, the season had barely started. And um, mm -hmm. the last time we talked, and I think we're, we're going to start from the strikers and um, yeah. we'll, we'll go to the various other positions. Um, yeah. You're showing me your list and I'm thinking I'm getting scared. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> right, talking about the strikers, um, yeah. I'll start from one particular player, Kelechi Hianacho. Mm -hmm. um, I remember yeah. the last time we talked, uh, the last time we, we were on this show, uh, Kelechi, we thought on the basis of his stellar performance last season with Leicester, mm -hmm. coming, coming in, at the second half of the season and scoring close to about 15 goals thereabout uh, or more in all competitions. And you would have thought that this season, even at preseason, it was, it was quite outstanding. The community shield, he scored uh, the penalty um, that, you know, got them. And you would have thought that, well, um, he's, he's now, he's sort of claimed his um, permanent stake in Leicester. The name senior man became very, very popular on the back yeah. of the performance. And there were rumors flying near and there uh, uh, with um, him, with a move for him to Roma, you know, before the season. And we both said that, look, <laughs> Leicester is the place for him at the moment. Let him play this season and show that he's, the, he's a player that can be dependent upon um, in that team. And the season started. And Brenda Roger reverted back to what he started last season, bringing Madison and Kelechi had to come from the bench on several occasions. What's your take on that? Um, Kelechi, the past two, three seasons, he's always come to the fore um, towards the, the second half of the season. 
and it looks like this season will, will be no different. Um, he's he seems to 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 be comfortable in, in the role. Um, they call he's a he's a big player for Leicester, and then when when you look at it, he has a very good understanding with Vardy. He's now developing a very good understanding with Ademola Lukman as well. Um, he plays well. I think a couple of his goals this season, he got assists from Ndidi. So he, he's capable. And I remember saying um, in our previous podcast that he will probably get about 15 goals this season. I don't see any reason why he, he should not. He was meant to be playing the Europa League uh, two days ago but or yesterday but unfortunately wasn't uh, allowed to enter Poland. But there's no, there's no doubt that Leicester will rely on, on his goals. They will rely on his um, team, team play because he's one person, just like Osimhen, that he's not selfish in front of goal. If he thinks he can score, he will. But if he thinks somebody is in a better position, he, he will pass. So his goals and assists, I have no worry. Again, as the season progresses, we've seen the likes of Madison. We've seen um, a couple of other players who are not quite cutting it. Um, the manager seems to want to play a particular um, formation or, or tactic, but he will come to the, to the understanding that he needs to rely on Kelechi a little bit more. Um, that, that is without doubt, and I see no reason why he, he should move anywhere. He, he, he's, he's okay at Leicester. He just, he, we're just needing the, the manager to understand that this guy who is knocking in goals almost at will and some really fantastic goals will continue to do so as long as he shows um, the player that the player is, has, his, has his confidence. Right. Um, hopefully, um, Brendan Rodgers will realise that the winning formula was the combination between Vardy and um, Kelechi and Achan. Of course, not to forget that the Zambian, Patrick Daka, who will, yeah. will, be, will be given some sort of competition. Um, but we'll see how things unfold. Uh, but the good yeah. thing is, for Nigeria, is still irregular and is proven to be dependable. Yeah, and when, 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 the, when the time comes, he, he, he delivers both for country and, and for club. I know he had a, a barren season, um, I think between 2017, 18 and 2020. He had a very barren season where he was stuck on eight goals for Nigeria. But come after the Nations Cup and um, the AFCON qualifiers plus World Cup qualifiers, he has started um, hitting the back of the net again for the, for the country. That just shows that there's an understanding there. Um, it helps that the national team set up. There are quite a few players that play in the same club. So himself and uh, they have a very good understanding. So that helps him. Um, there are other players like Etebo and Troost as well in the same club. So that, that synergy helps um, with building the national team and the understanding between players. Right. And before we move to any other players, and since we are, we, we are in Leicester at the moment, Atemola um, mm. Lukman. Um, on his um, second loan spell back to the English, well, to the English Premier League. Uh, yeah. He was quite, I mean, he, he shows that he's, he's got a bright um, career when he played for Leicester. Unfortunately, I'm sorry, Fulham last season. Unfortunately, they yeah. went on relegation. 
um, and is with Leicester now and is showing that same spark. Um, what do you think? And again, there's still been this um, conversation about him um, switching allegiance. Um, it's been on the rumor mill for quite a while now. What do you? Hmm. What, what would you want to say about Ademola Lukman? Ademola, Ademola Lukman, I did say um, in the last podcast that he'll be back to the English Premier League. There, there, there was no doubt. Um, he knows his way around the English Premier League. He's still new at Leicester, still getting to understand his players. But there's one thing about Nigerian players. We, th there's that affinity between them. And you can see a sort of bond growing between himself and Iyanacho. Um, and Lukman's talent is not in doubt. He's good enough for any top five uh, league in, in the world, if you like. Um, he can play in Spain, he has shown he can play in, in Germany, Italy and, and France will, will also not be a problem for him. England is, is his home and um, it's, it's not a surprise that he, he's now hitting his four. He will get better. And again, the, the two, you mentioned uh, Patson Daka. He's probably struggling now because when you see these players with a vibe, and um, supporting each other. I can only see them becoming um, the main attacking threat for Leicester. Now, coming back to the Nigeria situation. Okay, we, we've been told that, that he has switched allegiance. This was about two years ago. Um, we're, we're still waiting. Now, the, the issue I have is when we're told these people are, when I say these people, the, the, uh, players switch allegiance from the UK, it typically takes a while. We saw how quickly Apoguma, uh, his um, transition happened. We, we've been hearing about Ejaria, we've been hearing about uh, Lukman, we've been hearing about Ulisse, we've been hearing about Eberi Eze, we've been hearing about... Um, it's, it's tough. I don't know whether we are being told the truth because, again, um, we, we are told uh, this one might not have a, a passport or that one might not have a passport. But we see someone like Ashley Plumtree who, within an instant, she, she got her passport. The Nigeria High Commission in the UK, they did a fast track passport um, scheme for the past um, month or so where you could get a passport in, in, 75, in 75 hours. So within um, a week, you've got your passport. So we, we need to understand fully who is telling the truth, who is not telling the truth, who is trying to pull the wool over our eyes. I'm not blaming the players. The players, are, they've, made it, they've made it clear, this is what I want to do. It's the officials I'm looking at now. They should be able to tell us, Yes, the passport has come. No, the passport hasn't come. Um, we are not calling this person now because of um, other players in, in, in the grand scheme of things. But the thing with our NFF is that they, they tend not to tell us anything. And we're left, we're left guessing as to what the true state of things are. Well, eventually we'll get to know whether it happens or not. Yeah, um, exactly. So moving on now, um, another striker that I think we should look at and is shown again that is full of promise is Terry Murphy. Terry has started well in Lorient. He had a very good first season last, uh, first mm -hmm. last season and um, he's 
is shown that um, as the main player again for Lorient this season in France. So what do you have to tell us about um, Terim Moffé? Well, Terim Moffé had a fantastic season last last year. He he got more goals for a relegation-threatened side than Osimhen had for, for Lille. Osimhen scored 14, Terem Murphy scored 15. This season, again, Terem has, has hit the back of the net twice in eight games. Not as prolific as he was last, last year, um, but he's, he's also assisting goals as well. And he's pulling, he's pulling the, the defences there are, are running scared of him. The minute he has the ball, you see two or three defenders coming towards him. So he creates space for the other for for the other players and go, going into into the nigeria setting um the, the coach has always wanted a bulldozer somebody who can bulldoze and terem sort of fits that um profile he tried it with josh maja he tried it with one or two other um attackers terem brings a different dimension yes he has he has an eye for the goal but he also has that um knack for drawing defenders to him and making space for his other players. He's on two goals, two assists on eight games so far in the French Premier League. If we look at um, 30 goals, will, will he make 15? I'm, I'm not sure he, he will make 15 goals this year, but Lille, uh, sorry, Lorient have already said that their number one player to keep this season is Terra Mofi. He is that valuable to to, to the club. Um, not valuable in terms of money, but valuable in terms of what he brings to the plates. Terem, we're, we're going to hear a lot more about him this, this season. Right. Um, another player to, that we need to talk about as well. And um, of course, Terem as well has been very influential um, with the national team as well too. Even though he may not start, but he's been invited quite regularly these days. Um, another player, to, another player to, to, that, we, that we need to look at, Semi Wanko. Um, he moved from... Um, Protona to Salatena. And, um, well, the good news is he still gets to stay in the Syria. But for mm. me, I would have thought that a mid-table um, move seems quite plausible. Um, but I mean, I, I was discussing with an Italian um, journalist expert and he gave me an insight into how they think or the reason in Italy. And the example he used or he gave me was Lorenzo Insigne, that Insignia rather, um, that despite his prolific goal scoring record with Lazio, he is still not rated enough to be able to play for the top Italian clubs like Inter, or Juventus. That's how they think. So again, mm. that puts in perspective why Simeon Wanko, despite being the fifth highest goal scorer last season, scoring over 21 goals thereabouts for a relegated team. But good, thing, good news is he still gets to play in Syria. So what do you think of Simeon Wanko this season so far? Um. He seems he seems to be the the second um, choice striker because I don't think he has started any um, any games yet this this season. Um, 
it comes typically comes on off the bench. Um, hasn't scored yet as well. I don't know if Salanitana is, is a good fit for him. Um, the good news is it's it's a loan deal. Um, he if if they survive, they might decide to keep him. If they don't survive, um, he can go back to Crotona if they get um, promoted. Yes, we heard um, quite a few mid-table teams, Fiorentina, Genoa and, and Co. Were, were after him. But listening to football rumours, especially with the transfer window, is like listening to a politician's promises before election. We hear a lot. <laughs> we hear a lot. This one is interested, that one is interested. But until we see the, the pen on paper and until we see the, the actual move, um, we just take it as, as mere rumour or campaign before election. So basically, we just need to wait for the season to develop before we make any conclusion on semi one core. Um, it, it has one assist so far this this season in six games, mm. which is um, way behind. In two, well, two months two months of um, of of action is is not a lot, but that that's almost um, a fifth of the of the season gone. Right. That's quite uh, surprising for a club that just got promoted and um, having a striker that has proven to be a good side, I, I would have thought it should be um, strolling into, into the lineup, but obviously that's not happening yet. Um, yeah, it typically comes in off the bench. Um, hasn't, got, hasn't got that many minutes on, under his belt as well. Right. Another striker that, we, of course, we have to talk about, um, he made um, the headlines and the transfer um, during the transfer window, but of course, he still remained in this club. And that's Paul Onwachu, um, who, for some reason, for the first time, <laughs> recorded a, a, a loss and didn't even get the, on the scoring sheet during the um, Europa League. Um, what do you have to say about Paul Onwachu this season? He still remained in gang for some reason. Yeah. He remains in Genk. He's he's doing well for them again this season. Typically, when when you have um, a lot of transfer rumors and failed moves and uh, negotiations that um, that fall through, you you find the players' performance might dip or might drop, but not with Paul. Paul has has come out and he's scoring at will. It's. I mean, our Nigerian players in the month of September, um, we're not talking about scoring one or two, one goal a, a match. We're talking about scoring two or three goals a match per week. Um, last week, Paul scored five goals in two matches, if, if you like. So he's fired on, on all cylinders. He's on, what, what is it, 10 goals already this season. Um, which is not, it is not a small feat, especially given the um, disappointment with, with no move. That, that tends to drop performances just for a little bit before they come on. But when you look at Paul, yes, the club say they want to sell him, but they're not going to sell him cheap. Paul is a very, very good fit for that, for, for that club. They know it and they know that it's going to be very difficult to replace him. Um, they, they have they, they had Cyril Dessas waiting in the wings last last season. Cyril has 
when they found that um, Paul is not going to move, Cyril decided that he's going to move. He's gone to a top club in the Netherlands, Feyenoord, and he's scoring again there. They brought in Ike Ubo. Ike Ubo again is in that same shadow. Um, but Genk will not sell Paul cheap. Last, the, the last failed move or rumor of, of the failed move was a 5 million um, variation in, in what, the, what the buyer wanted and what the seller wanted to give. Um, but Paul is there. He's one of our most prolific strikers ever. And this season, like I said, 10 goals in, in nine games is no, is no mean feat. Um, we, we might be looking at another season of 30 goals from him. Mm -hmm. Right. And you mentioned a player briefly. And of course, we would go on to um, Cyril Dezer, who for the much of last season was in the shadows of Paul Onwachu. And uh, yeah. like you rightly pointed out, um, he, 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 he smelt the coffee that Paul is going nowhere anytime soon. I have to, and I need game time, playing time. And the guys moved to Feyenoord, which, in my opinion, that's a top club in the Dutch league. It's even much top. It was it's much much of a top club compared to where he was before he moved to Genk. And yeah. Yeah. you know, playing for Feyenoord is a top one. So, what do you think? And how he's been performing so far, Cyril Dezier? Well, Cyril Dezier's six games. He's had three goals and three assists for Feyenoord already. Um, again, he's, he's a new boy in the club. He comes in off the bench, but coming in off the bench, he's already contributed six goals so far this, this season, three goals and three assists. So he's, he's no pushover. He has shown that he fits that club. Um, the club is good for him. He's, uh, he has moved up in, in, a, in the Dutch league, like you said, with Heracles. They, they were a mid-table club. Now, this is one that is fighting for, for the league, if you like. They're top three between Feyenoord, PSV and um, Ajax. Those are the, the, the big three clubs there. They, they dismantled uh, PSV, I think it was 4-1 or 5-1 two weeks ago. Cyril got a goal and an assist coming in. For 10 minutes, within 10 minutes of, of the end of the game, he got a goal and an assist just to wipe, just to wipe them off, um, off the challenge, if you like. Cyril is bringing himself back into contention. Um, we will hear his name more and more. Um, you, will, you will still hear people speak, speak of his name in terms of the national team. He deserves to be mentioned in, in that. Um, but the... Fortunate or unfortunate thing for him, but fortunately for Nigeria, we've got about 10 strikers who are doing the business now. So you have to be extra special in order to, to, to get that call up. Um, I was thinking that, okay, now expanding the, the squads to 30 or so, but we're back to a 23-man squad, which sort of restricts the amount of players we can have. But if there's a 30-man squad, he's battling with um, Tara Murphy um, for an extra, and maybe I, I will need for an extra spot in the striker position. And you mentioned the next player I wanted to talk about. Taiwo Awoli eventually is found a permanent home in Berlin after a very, very impressive last season with Berlin, even though 
Um, his season got short-lived with injury, uh, but it did enough for them to want him back. And I was glad, I was very happy that he made the permanent move from Liverpool to Union Berlin and it's doing wonders. Taiwo Awoni played alongside um, Kelechi Nyanacho at the Under-13 World Cup in 2013. What do we know yeah. about Taiwo Awoni this season so far? Taiwo has found his feet, if you like. He's at a club that understands him. He's at a club that knows him. He knows the players. The fact that they signed him permanently um, at the beginning of the season or the end of last season is a plus for him. I know last time we spoke, we said he needs to find a base. He needs stability at this point in his um, career. Taiwo has now scored, what, six goals in, in nine, nine games. He's got one or two assists as well. So he's, he, he's, he's flying. He did have a little bit of a dip in, in September where he went through a couple of games without scoring. Again, that, that just shows the quality of competition. If you go two weeks without scoring, people start thinking that you've lost it because your, your, your colleagues, I'm not, I'm not going to call them competitors, your colleagues um, in the game are scoring between three and five games a week. So the minute you, you, you don't score for a couple of weeks, you, you, you start to, to fall back. But Taiwo came back in the Europa, um, was it Europa League or Europa Conference League yesterday with, with, with a goal? And he came in off the bench. So um, that sort of gave him that impetus to, to go. And again, like I said, Taiwo, Terem and Cyril are battling for an extra spot in, in the Super Eagles. Um, he has not been called up for the, for the top um, team yet, but hopefully at some point he'll be able to, to show what he can contribute to the team. Contribute mm. to the team. And talking about um, a player that has been contributing to his team, and not just contributing, he's gradually asserting himself as the main force in this team. And I remember we mentioned last season that he needs to begin to take the bull by the arm. And I think he's doing that. And we're, yeah. talking, we're talking about no other person than Victor Osimen, Napoli. Victor Osimen has started banging goals, even though I think um, he needs to work in the areas of his temperament as a player. But I think he's gradually finding his feet in Napoli. What do you think? Well, he... he... He's one player, his work rates, both in training and in matches, is not in doubt. And that endears him to his coaches. Gattuso decided that, this, that he's going to give Victor a, a chance, even though last season was up and down. There were so many problems with COVID, with injury, with um, suspensions. and that. They, they, He had so many problems last season, but still scored 12 goals. Now, we've, we've come to a new season. He has a striker's dream as a coach, um, Spalletti. Spalletti's um, strikers, they, if you score 20 goals, you have not done well with, with, with Spalletti. Um, Victor is now thriving, although the, when we talk about temperament, um, you have to put into perspective the Italian way of defending. We saw what uh, Cellini did with uh, Bukayo Saka 
during the, the Euros, rough, rough tactics. You saw Godin's hands around the neck of um, Osimhen. These defenders, they are schooled in the dark arts. They are schooled, just stop this man. Victor, the whole league knows Victor. The whole league knows how dangerous Victor is and they will do what they can to, to stop him um, within, within reason. Now, Victor cannot afford to retaliate or cannot afford um, any strange movements in order to, to get away. Um, the, the flip side of that is if he goes down for a penalty, he's been winning quite a few penalties this season. If he goes down, then they are forced to use VAR to see what happened. And that is where they will see the hands around the neck, the um, push in the back and, and all of that. It's, it's tough, but he has to use his wits in order to deal with these, um, in order to deal with these um, defenders. Victor, he, he, will, he will succeed. He's got seven goals already this season. Um, in two months, if we're looking at a 10-month season, um, that, what is that? Seven times time? No, we're not getting 70 goals. <laughs> <laughs> but when you look at it, in the month of September, he had he had seven goals. So we are, looking at the 20, we are looking at a 20-plus striker. 20, 20 plus, if, if we're lucky, 25 to 30, but at least minimum 20, we expect at least 25. Wow, Victor Osimhen, and um, even it's come to the attention of a former Napoli legend, and of course that's mm -hmm. Franco Zola, who said, yeah. that, "Wow, that this guy is so handful that he has." There's a lot of rooms for improvement, but yes. he's already is already is already garnering attention from the um, the Italian Italian football um, community, and uh, and I think and I and, and I've already predicted this already. Right from when he was in Lille, I said he's going to surpass Yekini by miles in terms of score rate, and I think he's even better than Yekini. His all-round game. When you look at it, he's still only twenty-two. He's the all-time top goal scorer in one um, World Cup under seventeen World Cup. He's, he he has the record for number of goals scored in the twenty fifteen um, under under seventeen World Cup. He has come good. Okay, he had a bit of a, a problem at, at uh, Wolfsburg, but, but he came good at Charleroi. He came good at uh, Lille. He's now coming good at Napoli. Um, Napoli will not let him go cheap if anybody were to come, but I'm hearing his name in, in all sorts of conversations now, but Napoli is a good fit for him, at least for until the end of this season, Let's see what he does for club and country. And yes, he's scoring for Nigeria. Um, his regular partner, or you know, he has a very good understanding with uh, Chukweze. He has a very good understanding with Kingsley Michael as well. They, they all came from the same from the same under seventeen World Cup squad. Um, if Chukweze comes back to to fitness, it will only do. Um, Victor, a world of good for the national team. Right. Um, and you've got a list of other strikers that, um, you. I mean, you mentioned 10, so can you go through some of the strikers that 
people may not know about yes. that we believe are knocking on the door. Well, we, we've, we've heard uh, Sadiq Umar with Armeria. He's, he's been banging in the goals. We hear his name mentioned with Seville. We hear his name mentioned with uh, Valencia and a lot of um, La Liga clubs. Um, it's only a matter of time before he makes that transition to La Liga. David Okereke um, moved from Club Bruges to, um, to Venezia in, in Italy. He's won a penalty. He scored a goal as well. So again, he's, he's coming back into um, understand, into um, what do you call it, reckoning. Olanri Waju Kayode in Sivaspor. He's, he's also um, doing some good things with Sivaspor in Turkey. Talking about Olanri Kayode, um, before we go on, I just felt that move from Austria to Manchester United derailed this progress a bit. Man City. Man City, Man City yeah. I think it yeah. derailed his progress a bit. Yes, and then from there he went to Ukraine. It really? didn't work out too well with Ukraine. But he's found his feet in, in Turkey and he's, he's doing okay now. There are a lot of other younger players who are um, doing good things um, Around Europe, there's Jordan Attar with um, Randers in in Denmark, Tolu Arokodare with Amiens in France, the French League Two. Um, Stephen O'Day is is now becoming um, relevant, and Akor Adams, who was our under twenty striker in the twenty nineteen World Cup, Jerome Akor Adams, he's also doing very well with Songdao. Those are, and then there's one other one, Victor Adebayo of, of Luton Town, who's um, scoring multiple goals in, in the English Championship as well. Mm. Those, are, those are the other ones that I had um, to, to mention. Mm. Great, great. We'll now move to the midfield. And um, mm. so who are the midfielders? Of course, we know it will be. Let's start with Alex Wobi. He seems to be getting, um, he seems to be liked by Rafael Benitez this season. What do you think? Yeah, um, he's he's been lucky in that. Okay, you have um, the likes of Richarlison and um, and I think a couple of others who who are not fit. So um, Iwobi has found has found a friend in in Benitez, if you like. Um, he is it Benitez? Who's the Benitez. manager? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he's playing a lot more. He's been influential in games. Yes, they, they put him on the on the left wing from time to time. But he will be. He's, he's coming back into uh, reckoning with with Everton. Um, he's one of the first names on on their team. I think also um, Hamed um, Hamed has has moved on as well. So um, it's a good it's a good start to the season with him. He has an eye for goal. From time to time, scores uh, crucial goals for Nigeria. I think he's uh, in the last five games, he's contributed um, five goals, two goals and three assists. So, he's, Iwobi is doing well. Right, that's great. And talking about Iwobi doing well, a lot of players that is worth mentioning is um, in the day, since we're in the English Premier League. Oh, yeah. before we go on, we forgot about Bonaventure Dennis. Yeah, Dennis Bonaventure found his feet at Watford. Um, he's found the net once or twice. Um, with Watford, I, I did say the last time that they will, they will put him straight. They're, they're a club that takes troubled players sometimes and sort of straightens them out. 
And that is exactly what happened. There's a, there's a good Nigerian um, community there with Troost, with uh, Etebo and, and Co. So um, he's, he's found a place that's, um, what's the word? That, that understands him. Um, he has a very good understanding with Ismail Lassar. So um, Dennis, yes, doing, doing well with um, Watford. And again, coming into reckoning, maybe not for the top striker role for the Super Eagles, but at least uh, from the wings as well, because he's first and foremost a winger and he's also a, a striker. So he's, he, he's, he's coming back. Great. Now, um, Indadi, um, um, Wilfred, um, Mr. Reliable and Leicester, um, nothing new to be honest uh, at the moment. What, what do you what do you think about Indidi? I personally feel um, he deserves a top move from Leicester, but again, I know he's studying at the moment. So Leicester, everything mm. seems to be conv convenient for him as it is at the moment. Yeah, Indidi uh, is indispensable for club and country. He's if Indidi is not at Leicester. They, they they struggle and um the same thing with with nigeria the minutes you don't have indeed there because the, some of the players call him double engine some of the players will say it's like having two defensive midfielders behind you his work rates he's he's at the top of his game um yes he's been mentioned with with the likes of PSG with the likes of Man United and this and that. Leicester fits him. Leicester is a top five club. Let's, let's not um, beat around the bush. Leicester has, top, has ended up in the top six in the last three or four seasons, if you like. So they're, they're, they're by no means a, a, small, a small team. Yes, he's studying in the, the Montford University, which is nearby. But then again, you can do distance learning these days. You can do lectures by Zoom, Google, um, teams and, and all of that. Um, he's a part of furniture at Leicester. If he moves, I think his contract is running till 2025. So he's, he's going to be expensive to buy and it's only going to be a money bags team that, that will even think of trying to prize him away from, from Leicester. Leicester have it good. Nigeria have it good. But having said that, we now are in the situation where what do we do when Ndidi is not available? And this is why um, Ganatro brought in um, Innocent Bonke and, and other players. We've been talking about a lot of midfielders to understudy him, to be able to, to be ready to step up when Ndidi needs a rest or when Ndidi is not available. And I think personally, we found our player, even though in his very first debut for Nigeria, it was a bit disappointing. But now that is moved from Denmark, Midland to Brentford, and I'm talking about no other person than Frank the Tank Onyeka. So far, in my opinion, he seems to have asserted himself in the Brentford um, lineup. What do you think about Frank Onyeka? Well, again, Frank, Frank can be a defensive midfielder, um, but uh, Mitchelland and um, um, Brentford are using him as a box-to-box, -box, if you like. Um, he destroys the opposition attacks and launches um, attacks back. He's not their, their main defensive midfielder, but he can fill in there. 
you you mentioned um, his disappointing um, debut for Nigeria. I think it was. I'm not sure if it was Tunisia or Algeria. Against Algeria. In Austria. Against Algeria. But let's be honest. The entire midfield was immense. You. We had. Um, Semi Ajayi, we had uh, Samson Tijani, we had uh, Mikel Agu, we had Frank Onyeka. Four of them all knew in that role within that team. And it, there was no, no way that it would not collapse. You can't have four new midfielders in a team and then face Algeria. I mean, you, you can try that with the likes of um, Swaziland or... Liechtenstein or somewhere like that, but not the top team in Africa. Because let's not let's not beat around the bush. Algeria are the top team in Africa. They may not be number one, but they're unbeaten for for two years. Unbeaten for two years, and they're the African champions. So it's not unexpected that they all had a bad bad day. Frank is now coming into his own, like you said. He's now in Brentford. He's now in the English Premier League. He's acquitting himself very well. He's getting very good um, reviews. He's trying to catch up with the speed of the game because a lot of players coming into the English Premier League are shocked at how fast-paced the, the, the game is here in England. So we see him playing 60, 70, 75 minutes um, here and there, trying to build up his head of steam. But yes, as an understudy to, to Ndidi, he's a viable option. Um, Bonke is a viable option as well. They, they need time. No player will match Ndidi coming in to, to, be a, to be an understudy. There's no player that will not take a year or two in order to come close to, not even match, but come close to the level of performance. We're, we are that blessed with, to, to have Wilfred. Wow. And talking about options, um, another player, and you mentioned him briefly, is um, Watford's um, on loan um, midfielder is already known to us anyway, and that's um, Peter yeah. Eteko, um, who these days for Leicester actually plays as a defensive midfielder. And for some reason, seems a bit more disciplined playing for Watford than he is when he plays for Nigeria. What do you make of um, Eteko? Put it this way, you cannot afford not to be disciplined in the English Premier League because the, you, you'll be out on your ear straight. This is no big man something. This is no, I'm a senior player or junior player or, or whatever. This is no, I know what I'm doing. There is no English Premier League side you play for that you cannot be disciplined. You will be out. It's, it's that simple. Um, that's where there's a bit more leeway with the national team because you're a senior player or because um, there's nobody else that can take your place. Um, unfortunately, Etebo uh, is injured now. He has a, a muscle rupture that will probably see him miss AFCON. But as a defensive midfielder, again, he used to pivot with Ndidi in the national team. The only, I think the, the, the one thing that I kind of recognize with Etebo is probably something to do with stamina or concentration. Because you will find towards the end of the match, 70, 80 minutes, his, his performance kind of drops. And this is where we need somebody who can um, take over from him at, at those crucial last 10 minutes, especially if we're facing an onslaught 
from a team like Argentina or a team like um, Algeria or a team like um, Tunisia or Senegal. It's, um, he does so much running on the pitch that he tires himself, he gets tired. It's, it's not possible to maintain that level of performance for 90 minutes. Um, but like I said, unfortunately, he's, he's injured now. Um, we're, we're not going to be able to re rely on him for the next four months. If, even if he makes a quick recovery, I doubt he will be 100% ready for, for the AFCON. And this, this is it's only got to be a, um, a, a benefit for a player like Onyeka. And to be honest, when you look at the pool of players coming in at the moment, I wouldn't say we should miss, we'll miss him, to be honest. I'm not saying he doesn't bring anything to the table, but mm -hmm. um, when you compare how much of a miss um, an ADD will be to a Nigerian team, um, I think there will be adequate... Um, they are more yeah, we have adequate we have adequate numbers to, to cover for him there's also um this man we have not even mentioned yet aribo aribo is also there he can do a defensive job but he's more of an attacking or central midfielder um no cause for alarm joe is doing well with with rangers um he's doing well with our national team his first two matches he scored against brazil he scored against um, Ukraine. Ukraine. He scored against uh, Lesotho. I can't remember, but he's he's doing he's doing pretty he's doing pretty good. Um, he doesn't seem to like our African pitches, if you like um, the Teslim Balogun Stadium, the stadium in Republic of Benin. Um, Joe needs a, a level a, a level playing field, if you like, to be able to display his um, his talents. But when it comes to things like AFCON and that, where the, the pitches are superb, um, we, we, we always will see the, the best out of Joe. And so in the light of that, which other midfielders are, are, are making the rounds that I would believe that, okay, in, in, in some months to come, um, mm. knocking on the door? Months to come, we, we saw Kingsley Michael um, he played against um, Cap Verde. He acquitted himself well. Um, I'm not sure if he has a, a knock or, or so because he hasn't featured for Bologna um, since um, since that match. That match was the last match he played. So Kingsley Michael is is one who has done well, and we will see again. Um, Innocent Bonke. He has some growth to do, um, but he's he's somebody who is useful to have around to understudy. Um, and Didi, if Didi needs a rest, so he's there. He plays in the Champions League. Um, I think it was on Tuesday or Wednesday. There's also another youngster, Al Hassan Yusuf, going to, going now to um, to the future. Maybe not for this Afcon, but after Afcon and and the years after. Al Hassan Yusuf of Royal Antwerp is coming back from an injury, um, but he's somebody that we'll hear a lot more of. Uh, Rafael Onyedika is um, Franco Yeka's um, replacement at Midtjylland. He's in mainstay in their midfield. Tom Dele Bashiru of um, Reading, Reading, the man of the match, um, scored a couple of wonder goals um, a couple of weeks ago. He's now a, a mainstay at Reading. There's Vincent Onovo. He, he moved to um, Randers with Tosin Kainde. So that's uh, two Nigerian midfielders with Randers in Denmark. 
um, challenging for the league. There is also Obina and Wobudu of Gostepe in, in Turkey, a former Nigeria under 20. He's one of the best midfielders in Turkey as we speak. And then two more, Jackie Palibo of um, Stromgodzet in Norway. Um, he was a teammate of Chukweze in the Villarreal C and B teams. Uh, he's moved across to, to Norway and he's now um, showing what he's made of. Finally, we got Ifai Matthew, another Nigeria under 20 um, midfielder with Lillestrom. Um, bringing up some, some big numbers as well. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'll, I'll put an eighth one in there. Um, Kelechi Wakali is, is now um, a, a regular starter for his club, uh, Huesca, in La Liga 2. Last season was loaned to Arcocon. He was the best player in that, in that team. Mm. And he has shown that he's um, got what it takes to to perform in La Liga too. The, the next step for him is to get his team back to La Liga and remain a, a mainstay in that, in that team. And not loan him out. <laughs> because that's what, not loan him out. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it looked like last season. The, the government yeah. said, but he couldn't um, claim his stake in the, in the first team. Juan Cali is one other player that is in need of settlement and i think once it settles down um that move mm. to arsenal I, and that's the problem not everybody's going to be as fortunate as kelechi yanacho um yeah yeah most most of our players moving to parallel english premier league um i think it's tend to stutter their growth you know but yeah yeah because so, it makes them it makes them unsettled, unsettled. um continuous loan moves from country to country and don't forget these boys are 18, 19, 20, having to move to a different country every single year in order to, to play football. They go to Belgium, they go to the Netherlands, they go to Turkey, they go to Spain, they go to Portugal, and they're, they're having to adapt every single year to a new language, to a new culture, to a new um, foods, mm. to new teammates, to new footballing um, philosophy. It's, it's very, very tough. It is. It is very tough. It is very tough. Now we move on to the defenders. Um, yeah. Leon Balogu still continue to maintain his claim in um, the... Uh, personally, I think is the most comfortable Nigerian defender. And when I mean comfortable, he's a ball-playing defender. Um, he doesn't mm -hmm. just hoof the ball and everything. It's much more composed and everything. Or well, What do you have to say? Yeah, Balogun is one person that you see will carry the ball out of defence and at some sometimes join the midfield and um, sort of when he gets to the final third, he then decides right, let's let's I'm, I'm out of my my comfort zone now. Let let's pass the ball and and go back to my to my normal job. The most experienced um, defender we have. Um, yes, he had a few injury issues um, two seasons ago. Uh, didn't do well with um, Brighton. I'm not sure that was his fault, but um, for some reason, they, they, they loaned him out to Wigan and Rangers just thought, right, snapped him up. And he has been a, a main driving force for, for, for Rangers at, at the back. He's, he's doing very well for club and country now. The first name on, on the sheet, senior, senior player. Um, 
and we're lucky that that he's still able to deliver to a very high to a very high standard we'll see him at afcon if we qualify um and then world cup is is again the, the same year so there's no reason why um he, he can't perform at both right and his partner his fellow in Bowal, as they call themselves you know mm. trust ekong um i personally am so excited for trust ekong um when you follow his story how he started from um, tottenham academy and was told by tim sherwood that wasn't good enough and he had to go to Holland to plot a career path and um, eventually brought him back to be playing in the country and the league of his dream which is the english premier league yeah what do you have to make of yeah. that? like you said truce truce i think his last um instagram story was He's played since he was told that he was not good enough. He's played in six countries. He's been in the Netherlands. He's been in Italy. He's been in Turkey. He's um, back before, you, before you go on to put a bit of perspective, he played alongside Harry Kane at the same time. In yeah. fact, yeah. when yeah. he they, got to Harry Kane helped him out in filling out the form and everything, just to let you know that they've been together. Look at the look at the path of both players. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so Trusa Kong again, he captained um captained Watford a couple of times as well. That's how highly they 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 rate him. Um Trus is is one of again with Balogun, one of our senior players, is assistant captain in the in in the Super Eagles. He's he's doing he's doing some good things in the English Premier League. Again, when they are fit True Sekong and Leon Balogun are number one and number two, um, number one and number two defenders. Um, the the one person that I think this is me going on to somebody else. The one person that I think that that can challenge that partnership is Chidozi Awaziem. Awaziem, he's captained Boavista. He's now in Turkey. Everybody was wondering what the heck, what what is he going to do in Turkey again? Everybody's thinking, ah, oh, he's going to France or he's going to a top five league, ends up in Turkey. Now, there was one stat that I saw. The club that he joined is not one of the, they're not challenging for the title. They're sort of like a mid-table team. In the three matches before he joined that team, they had conceded nine goals and scored four. I think they played three, lost to one, one. In the three matches after he joined, they did not concede a single goal. And he actually went, went ahead and, and scored for them as well. So he's that's good. He's experienced. He did well with his partnership at Leganese with Omero. Omero. I'm sure he learned a lot off of that partnership. They maintain a very good working relationship, both for the Super Eagles and um, outside of football. Um, Awaziem is one for the future i also see him as a future captain of of our of our super eagles he's that good he's captain boavista he's played in portugal he's played in france he's now playing in turkey he's a very very good defender so with those three i would say they are number one two and three defenders in the super eagles today great and going back to the wings well in my opinion we've got too many options and by the wings mm. I'm about the left and the right side um, Seydou does not seem to be having any 
more locked. This is it. in my opinion. I think it puts in it put in it put on a very impressive first season with Porto. But um, yeah, with the same manager, the reverse is the case this season. What went wrong? Yeah. Again, Porto, I have always said this time and time again, this year, last year, two years ago, there's something about Porto and Nigerian players. I have yet to find a single Nigerian player that has, that has had a good time at Porto. Awaziem was with Porto. He was going from loan to loan to loan. They refused to sell him. Uh, Mikel Agu was with Porto. Musa Yahaya was with Porto. Kelechi Nwakali was with Porto. Um, Chidera Eze. Now, um, Chid Chidera Eze. Yeah, he was, he was with Porto. And, and now with, with Awazi and with, uh, Zaidu with Porto, I was kind of hoping that Zaidu would buck the trend and break that jinx. But it seems, um, I don't know whether it is the supporters that are on his back that is making him jittery because if you go through the online um, interactions with Porto fans, you, you will see a lot of venom being put in Porto's, in uh, Zaidu's direction. And that will no doubt put the, the manager at, at alert to say, right, we need to keep the fans on board, but we also need to, to get performances. Zaidu is not performing too badly. When you look at the match against um, Liverpool, yes, he was, he, he, there was an error. He committed an error which led to a goal. But while he was on the pitch for, what, 56 minutes or so, they scored two goals. The minutes they, he was taken off and they brought in another um, Brazilian, I think is Wendell is his name, they, 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 they conceded another three in 30 minutes. So it's not a matter that Zaidu is not performing. The whole team was not performing. The whole defense is not up to, not up to scratch. And this Porto, Porto this year are not performing to the same standard that they were last, last season. Um, Zaido will come good, but I think it's a good thing that he was um, excused from the national team this, this camp because he needs to settle down, he needs to concentrate, and he needs to come good with his club um, before he can um, start thinking about anything above, above that. And talking about the Portuguese league, another Nigerian player whom I've followed for quite a while, and I think Sunday Olise did make a prediction about this power player. And today is not only a mainstay of his team, is the team captain of Belenes. And I'm talking about Chima Akas. What do you have yes. Chima, Chima had a, a tough time. I think he was with the Chan, Chan team of um, yes, yeah. 2018. 2015, I think, 20, 2016, yeah. yeah, about, yeah. Yeah, he was, he was with the Chan team then. He moved to Sweden. He didn't have, I think he was with Kalmar. He didn't have too, too good of a time. He then moved across to, was it Braga before Belenenses? Yeah, he moved to Braga and then now with Belenenses. Um, and then he had quite a few injury problems um, last season. Um, was lucky to come back just before the end of the season, but he's held in such high regard. There's one thing I noticed whenever I tweet about him on, on my page in Twitter, 
Belenenses um, official handle will always come and either like the comment or retweet the comment. So they, they know they have somebody good in, in their squad. They know that Chima on a good day will do very well. And this is why, like you said, he's been made captain quite a few times and he just needs a, a, good, a, a good season under his belt. To, to come into reckoning because Portugal is not is not a, a lower league. Portugal is is probably I think they say they, they've replaced France in the top five leagues um, in the UEFA coefficients. So if he has a good season, he's had some very 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 good games. I think I remember one in August where he was man of the match. He had a, a goal and an assist as well. Um, he plays more of the left wing back as opposed to left back, if you like, for for the club. Um, but he will. He we, we're going to hear his name a lot, a lot more this this season. Great. And, uh, and um, yeah, go on. Ola Aino um, seems to have gone back to Torino. Um, I was hoping yeah. to see him back in England. But um, what do, what do we have to say about Ola Aino so, so far? This is this is another player who who is facing a backlash somehow from from their fans. Um, I remember I think two weeks ago when his name was announced when they were announcing the the players his name was booed um, by a, a cross section of his own fans. Um, he played I think sixty minutes or so and then when he was coming off he went across to the fans and clapped for them just just to acknowledge them and try and get them on on his side. Um, Ola I know is one of our best right backs. Again, he's one of our best left backs as well. So he's one. He's a talented player. With him in in the squad, um, we are covered in about three or four different positions. If you like, we we got backup in, so he can play left back. He can play right back. He can also play central back as well. Um, but. He he did not play the last match as far as I could see. So I'm hoping it's just a blip. And he also missed the match uh, for Nigeria against um, Cap Verde. He, he returned home for, for, for something. So I'm just hoping that he's, he's not, he doesn't have something outside of football that's affecting, that's affecting his game. But when he is on the pitch, I, all I know is he's there on merit. Mm, thank you for all I know. And um, well, I'm, we'll still be monitoring. And, and good thing is, it's still a vital part of the Super Eagle. So that's very, and it's a viable um, option in the wings. And um, talking yeah. about another player that excites me, so I'm glad that is, he's, he's playing regularly after the horrific injury he sustained two seasons ago. And that's um, Tyron Eboe, in my opinion, is. Again, in my opinion, our best natural right back, if he settles down, the guy was trained to play this particular position. What do we have to say about Tyrone Eboe? Yeah, Tyrone, going back two years, um, joined Benfica on, on, on the back of um, the World Cup performance. Um, joined Benfica, he was out for a, for a whole year with a cruciate um, injury. Uh, Benfica then decided to loan him to 20. So he's gone back to the Netherlands, back, to, back home, if you like, and rebuilt last season with, with 20. 
um, done very, very well. And on the back of that, got a move to Venezia to Syria R. Venezia, again, they're, they're a new team in Syria R, having just been promoted. They're, they're still finding their feet. Tyrone is getting playing time with them. Um, again, I don't really understand his playing relationship with, with our coach, Gernot Raw. Because Gernot, even though he relies on him from time to time, every so often he, he will drop him or leave him on the bench, if you like, even, even when it is clear that um, he's, he's required. But Tyrone has everything. Like you said, he's a natural right back. Um, he, he gives a lot of support to the attack as well as carries out his defensive duties. So I, I can see Tyrone having another good season with, with Venezia. Maybe not as good as 20, but um, again, let's not uh, mince words. Syria R is a lot higher um, league strength than, than the Dutch Premier League. So, of course, yes, he may not do as well as he did at 20, but he will do enough to stay within reckoning, um, both for a positive move in, in clubs or for reckoning to, to stay within the Super Eagles. Great. Thanks very much for, uh, for, for that. Um, I'm talking about Tyrone, um, a boy. And of course, <laughs> we still have our Sheu Abdullahi. Um, who you know is still, I mean, well, you know, he's still in the conversation. Um, he's still mm -hmm. playing in Cyprus at the moment, and of course, um, it will be it will be unfair not to talk about the Nigerian captain, Ahmed Musa. A lot of a lot of people have given stakes about his continual um, invitation to the Super Eagles, and um, I mean, I don't know what you think. I still think he's still required as a senior player. In that team, um, maybe he may not have. He may, he may have lost a bit of momentum after he left Leicester. Um, thank goodness, is found is found his fit in a Turkish club um, that plays in the first division as well. Um, what do you what do you make of um, Ahmed Musa? And I know that he's liked by the NFF people. Some Nigerians tend to use that. Oh, he's just there to make up the federal character, but I don't. I don't think so. I genuinely, no. I genuinely feel. There's something he brings to the team, or that, that he brings to the team, even not necessarily on the field of play itself. What do you make of Ahmed Musa? I, I, I will say one thing: Ahmed Musa continued um, staying with with the national team is unfair. It is unfair to a lot of players. It is unfair to the squad. Um, Musa, yes, he, he may have something off pitch but when when you look at it he's blocking the advancement of other players he we, we we are overloaded on the left wing Ahmed Musa is primarily a left winger he's also a right winger and a, and a striker but when you look at the left wing we have Samuel Kalu we have Moses Simon we have Chidera Eduke we have Henry Onyekuru we have Dennis Bonaventure we, we, we are overloaded on in that position. Um, right wing, we also have Chukwese um, there, who is, who is currently injured. Ahmed Musa is not even our best winger in Turkey. There is the likes of Anthony Mwakaeme, who 
he's from season to season the best left winger in in Turkey. So that just goes to show you how far down the line um, Ahmed Musa is affecting. And um, we, we've also got Akinkumi Amu now coming coming up as a right winger. Um, these players, Amu was um, under 17, 2019. Yes, it may be very, very early or too soon to be mentioning his name in terms of the national team. But the, the, the presence of Ahmed Musa is pushing these people further behind. Our team is not, it, it is not devoid of, of uh, leaders. We have Leon Balogun as a leader. We have Trust Ekong as a leader. We have Ndidi as a leader. We have Omero as a leader. We, ha we have a lot of leaders in, in that team. So it's not a lack of leadership that is making him um, go in. And I don't subscribe to this federal character that is only there to make up the, um, the numbers. Because we, don't forget, we also have Zaidu as well, who, who is from the North. If, we, if we're going to look properly again, people like Moses Simon grew up in the North. People like Chidera Educate grew up in the North. Yes, they may not be Northerners per se, but if we're talking about federal character, is it federal character that is keeping Sadiq Umar out of, out of the squad? Yeah. So it's not, it's, it has nothing to do with ethnicity, tribalism or anything, but it has something to do with something in the back room, which is driving his continued stay. But like I said, given his performances over the last year, it is very, very unfair to have Ahmed Musa in, in, in the team. Yes, they say they want to get him um, to 100 caps. They got him to 100 caps, and then they decided that they couldn't count that he's now 99 or 98. It just shows the ineptitude in, in the statistical department of, of, the, of the NFF. But then you, you also mentioned uh, Shehu Abdullahi. I think the reason Shehu Abdullahi is still in the team is his versatility. Shehu can play central back. He typically plays left back. He can also cover for the defensive midfield if, if required. And that's why I think he's, he's still there. Sheu plays on a weekly basis. He has always played on a weekly basis for his clubs, um, whether it is in Cyprus, whether it is in Turkey, wh wherever he goes, he's, he, he plays regular. So I, I see Sheu as in a position slightly higher than Ahmed Musa, who is struggling for, for, for team time. Yes, he's lucky he's now in a team that, that has started to play him, but he's, he's not performing for club or country, and um, it has to be something else that's keeping him in, in the squad. Great. And um, you, uh, I think we should mention the wingers, since we, we, we were delving into that a bit. And yeah. at, at the moment, um, in terms of share performance at club level, the best Nigerian winger at the moment has to be Moses Simon. And yeah. um, a lot of people have asked why um, Gennafro continues to like or depend on Moses Simon. And I tell people that, look, watch Moses Simon. Apart from his trickery on the wings, he's very, very good defensively. He falls back and tracks back as well. And he's been a very consistent player for Nantes. Last season, I mm -hmm. think he was their best player. Um, what do you have to say about Moses Simon? Moses, Moses Simon for, for Nantes, what is it? Um, five assists, one goal in, in eight matches. He was their player of the month 
for August, their player of the month for September, back-to-back player of the month. His talent is not in doubt. And like you said, he's a good attacking threat. He provides assists, he scores as well. He's very good defensively as well. I, I used an analogy for Moses Simon um, last, a couple of days ago. You know, like, back, if we go back in time in Nigeria, where, where they said, uh, money is not our problem. It is how to spend our money that, that is the problem. This is the same thing with Moses Simon. Simon is not, his talent is not the problem. It is how to use that talent. The nonce coach knows how to use his talent for the betterment of his team. Um, it's up to, to our national coach to find a way to utilize that talent for the benefit of, of the Super Eagles. He takes our set plays from the left side of, of the of the pitch. He typically takes our corners, our free kicks from the left side of the pitch. Um, but he needs, he, he, the, the coach needs to come up with a system where Simon is involved in the attacks. When you look at a, com- a comparison between himself and Chidera Educate, when you look at the, the match against them, Verde, Educate was a thorn in their side in the first half. He peppered the goalkeeper with a couple of shots. But by the second half, he told, I think he was told to concentrate on defending. And the thing is, when you concentrate on defending, you are inviting them to come and attack you. I always say attack is the best form of defense. When you drive them back, they're scared to come forward. Because if they come forward, we can hit them on the break. These, these players are fast. We don't know who is faster between um, Kalu, um, Simon, Eduke, uh, Oyekuru. They're all pretty, pretty fast and will catch you on the break. Or Simen is not a slouch either. Chukweze is not a slouch either. So the minute we, we keep attacking these players, we, we keep them on the back pedal. Mm. So our wingers are very, very good. Uh, talking about goalkeepers, we just go to goalkeepers quickly. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, uh, without a shadow of doubt, our number one at the moment still remains Maduka Okoye. So talk about yeah. the goalkeepers briefly. Yeah, um, keepers, we, we have our number one, two, and, and three. I'm not going to say who is number one, number two. Maduka Okoye um, is not living up to the expectations from last season. I'm not saying that he's not doing as well, but the fact is Nigerian fans are demanding and they expect, okay, Maduka was voted as one of the best keepers in, in the league last, last season for a 1920. 21-year-old keeper, that is no mean feat. Um, he's, he's one keeper that when, when he concedes one or two, does, does, does his confidence fall? He, he, he either keeps a clean sheet or he concedes multiple goals. The last match, I think he, he conceded four. Um, so that, that is that is the worry that, for Nigeria. No, but don't you think that's a collective team? I mean, a team is yeah. only as good, a goalkeeper is only as good as his team. Yeah, but he's 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 had those four goals against him for his team and for his country. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it's a collective thing, it's a collective thing, but I'm I'm not I'm not saying that he's not good enough. I'm just saying that there, there's something that concerns me there. Um, and it's something that we need to look at. The other one, Uzoho, he made a move that was so strange. 
He moved from a team where he was the number one keeper because their previous number one keeper left, the keeper that he was challenging for number one position. And then he's now on the bench. He has not played again this season because he's the number two keeper for the number one team in the country. Um, that is concerning for, again, a 22, 23-year-old goalkeeper. That is very, very concerning, especially one who is pushing for the number one keeper spot with the Super Eagles. Daniel Akwe played his first game last, last week for Kaiser Chiefs, kept a clean sheet. He has the um, confidence of his coaches um, and, again, remains relevant. His coaches actually battle with the fans. When the fans want to see their, their national team keeper play, their coaches actually confront the fans and say, no, this guy is the man for the job. If we go down the line to um, outsiders who are challenging for a, a spot, um, Sebastian Osigwe in, um, in Switzerland, Lugano, he's the number two keeper for his team. Fortunate for him, fortunate for us, um, their number one keeper is almost always guaranteed two injury spells a season. So that gives um, Sebastian the chance to shine. The last two games they played, yes, he conceded um, two goals in the last one. One was a penalty, one was from open play. But he made five good saves, three saves in the last five minutes of the game to, to win the match. The game before that, five good saves as well. So I, I think he's, he's rated... Um, one of the best second keepers in, in the league, which will put him among the top 10 keepers in the Swiss Premier League. Mm. Adebayo Adeleye of um, Hapao Katamon in Israel. Um, he's doing good things in his first Premier League season. I think he has about between three and four clean sheets already. Um, for a newly promoted side, it's, it's not bad. He retains the number one position there and he's turning heads. Um, the other two uh, goalkeepers, uh, Joshua Oluwayemi, seems to have gone back to the under-23s with Tottenham. Um, he was, I think he was coming to the end of his contract and was looking for a team outside of England, but um, he's re-signed with, with Tottenham. So he's still with the under-23s. I think they had a game last, last week as well where he did pretty well. And um, the last one that is out there, Matthew Yakubu for Sered, um, again on the bench for Sered, having been the number one keeper um, last season. I think he was our under-20 keeper 2019 for, was it AFCON or AFCON qualifiers? So those are, those are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven keepers that we have out there in Europe at this time. Um, just one, ju just a couple of other uh, players I need to mention. Um, we got our new um, call-up, Calvin Bassi, um, a left-back with, with Rangers. He's um, rated very highly. Um, hopefully we see him in, in camp. He has good company because he has um, Balogun and Ejaria, uh, sorry, not Ejaria, and um, Aribo to, to see him through. Um, Jamilu Collins is doing very, very well in the Bundesliga 2 with Paderborn. Um, some very, very good um, performances there. And then if we look at the defenders, Omero is captaining uh, Leganis every so often. He's doing some good numbers. Kevin Akoguma back to action with Offenheim. 
Um, we should see him again. He does centre back and left and right back. Um, there is Semi Ajayi doing well with um, West Bromwich Albion. Again, um, some good numbers there. There's a new boy, um, Marvin Ekwetita for Blackpool. He, he was playing in League One um, two years ago. I think League Two, two years ago, League One last season. Now he's in the English Championship with Blackpool. Man of the match a few times. This is the same league that Semi Ajayi plays in. Man of the match a few times. He's come up with a, with a few good goals. Igor Ogu with uh, Lillestrom as well, with who he plays with Matthew Ifain. Um, Valentine Ozonwafo moved to Charleroi, but hasn't seen any action yet. He was in the last Super Eagles um, camp. And then finally, uh, Anthony Izuchuku, he was called up to, to that last training camp to provide cover. Um, he's moved away from Spartak Tervan. I can't remember which team he has moved to. But those are just the, the other players that I, I feel deserve a mention mm. in this, um, in this our chat. Well, as, as usual, you've done a very comprehensive job. And um, for me, it's a thing of pride to churn out Nigerians out there, to know that there are some players that are out there um, doing Nigeria proud, playing for the respective clubs. And um, I personally think um, Ganefro has, um, I've got a huge um, talent pool. Um, at his disposal at this point in time. And um, there's no reason why we shouldn't do well at um, any um, major competition. It's been a wonderful privilege having you on Sports Africana. And um, hopefully we'll be back again to review um, the players probably maybe in January just to um, do like a an season review of um, the Nigerian players. And there you have it. Um, that is. We went through sixty-three players wow. in in an hour and a half. Oh, that's huge. <laughs> they are a fair authority of Nigerian football three sixty all year round. Once again, to the Nigerian listening, uh, we are listening at this point in time. Happy Independence Day, and um, hopefully, you know, it's a better hope of better things to come. Until we come your way again, when we bring another interesting edition, have a wonderful day and stay blessed.